Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Right. No, I think I got it right. <laughs> okay, then. Yes, because I can hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, that. Yeah, I have a setup for this, and I haven't used it in a mm-hmm. while, so I'm just getting it all plugged up and plugged in. Yeah, 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 yeah. People don't realize when you do this podcasting thing, it's just so much shit you got to do prep before you even get started, yo. It's just crazy, yeah. man. It's a process, oh. and it's uh, it's really convenient to have tools like Anchor. Yeah, you know, but it not everybody is ready or prepped for it. I know oh, I no. wasn't today. Oh no, no, no. Because so you probably do, do you use Anchor for yours or you or do you go use like studio equipment or you just use your phone? I use uh I use studio a studio software. See it's yeah, uh, I use a comp- called uh, Restream. Ooh, okay then, okay then. Yeah, I heard about that. I do I go between my phone and my computer. Uh I had a straight up yeah. studio studio, but my computer crashed. Cause mm-hmm. I was watching the under, I, I, I was uh, listening to a cameo of the Undertaker. That shit was so funny, it made me spit complete coffee on my computer and just killed me. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it also yeah, sounds like a yeah. really fun story yeah, to tell. Yeah, yeah, can you watch wrestling? Right? I don't watch wrestling. That is actually yeah. out of my nerd culture. Yeah. Okay. Then no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Don't feel bad. I'm part of nerd culture too, bro. Sif. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> Sif. But anyway, um, but like I said, um, oh, hello everybody. This is uh, a special smoke episode. What it is sponsored by uh GW shop gwdistrict.com, where you can go over and purchase multiple products from over 500 black retailers. So go to G shop gwdistrict.com, buy black, support black businesses so we can build the black economy so we can create generational wealth. Also sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go there today, get yourself a profile so that you can mingle with kink-minded people like yourself and even find events that you might could attend to start your journey into LS World. And today, this is a little different because y'all used to be talking about porn over the goddamn time. Well, we switching it up because <laughs> we're talking about gaming today. And I'm here with the fabulous Trent Knox. And tell everybody how you relate to the game and what, what, what's your role into, in, into this? Yeah, let me do a quick introduction. So my name is Trent Knox. Um, I'm a sort of a serial entrepreneur at this point. Uh, my <laughs> website is trentknox.com and um, and I went to school at the University of Hawaii and studied filmmaking there and oh. was got into podcasting and, and live streaming on Twitch and gaming and all of that different stuff, uh, which got me into the gaming industry uh, by mm. going to conferences like uh, South by Southwest Gaming um mm-hmm. PAX, uh, which is Penny Arcade Exchange, um, mm-hmm. going to other Comic Cons and things like that, which I met a bunch of executives for some of the biggest uh 
professional gaming, otherwise known as esports um, mm-hmm. executives, and they pretty much just put me on game and. I learned about how to invest in the teams, how to operate the teams, um, what sort of opportunities were at um, different levels. And then so I got involved um, as an investor, as a, a player sometimes, um, wager matches and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's how I got into the gaming industry. And then the, oh the website for Esports Business Network, which is the company we're going to be talking about. And we're also going to talk about mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff because it sounds oh, yeah. I'm really interested in your podcast and what you've been doing. Um, oh, okay. that's ebn.gg. So, looking forward mm-hmm. to podcasting with you. Oh yeah, most definitely. And um, so, people can understand when he's talking about gaming, the competitions, the stuff that you be seeing on TV, ESPN, um, the team competitions. You know, explain how that got started. Period. Because I know back when I wish they had that shit back when I was a kid. And, we were playing Super Nintendo and all that shit, man. It was like, it, and it's serious. It's dead mm-hmm. serious. Like, you know what I'm saying? Explain it to the people. Yeah, so there's a good book on this. It's called um, The Book of Esports by William Collis. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of outlines the behind the scenes, how all of this really got started. Uh, his His historical detailing of it goes back to the old days of arcades and pinballs and you know putting quarters on top of the pinball machine and whoever got the best score kept the quarters and Mm -hmm. everybody competed and got the highest score um on a like professional level sort of aspect uh the rolling stones put on the cover of one of their magazines I can't remember the issue number, but at Stanford University, um, there was a competition, and I believe it was Galactica, but Mm -hmm. um, my memory is kind of not serving me right now, Uh, Mm -hmm. and it was a bunch of college kids who came together and put put their consoles in in one room and, and competed for, oh, that's what it was. They competed for a year of Rolling Stone magazine. Um, Ooh, okay. and, and so the prize was Rolling Stone magazine. Now let's fast forward <laughs> to 20, 2017 time frame, which everybody probably knows mm. this, but Ninja blows up by uh, playing on live stream with Drake and esports mm-hmm. is just now exponentially growing rapidly, uh, at least in mm-hmm. the North American market. So um, mm-hmm. a little bit of history to that is that he was playing a game called Fortnite and um and sort of competing in tournaments and some people some some uh people that are like realists about esports wouldn't consider necessarily what he was doing esports um Mm. because he wasn't really representing anyone other than himself and it wasn't really a team oriented Mm. um aspect Mm. but there are more team oriented things so we're going to pivot away from like the content creators like ninja to what real esports is with teams more similar or aligned to like the Dallas Cowboys and, and the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, they own a team called complexity gaming. Um, complexity mm-hmm. gaming competes in a game called uh, CSGO, and CSGO mm-hmm. is m- relatively a really old game. Um, Counter-Strike global offensive has been around since I think 2007, um, maybe mm-hmm. before that, or at least the source is that old. 
um, and they compete for millions of dollar prize pools uh, across the across the globe. Really, esports is an mm-hmm. international, um, an yeah, international competition. <laughs> right? Yeah, and um, and so all of that to say that like bigger bigger organizations like Ford, Coca Cola, um, Frito Lay, all the big name investors in traditional sports have started to adopt the esports through um different franchising such as like uh the dallas fuel who uh play in a game called uh overwatch um and then the dallas empire i'm using you know these terminologies to kind of relate Mm -hmm. to the dallas cowboys because they're the biggest professional nfl team um easily relatable um to in the call of duty league and um Mm -hmm. and so while those are all great um and this is why i think there are i like to i would like to have this conversation sort of align it with um the adult industry cannabis business and blockchain is that Mm -hmm. the independent organizers and independent um, players that play for a game the games that are more open source like csgo and dota 2 um, and there aren't franchised and governed by huge regulators um, mm-hmm. actually win more money and perform mm-hmm. and actually benefit more from from the industry. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. So when the teams are picked, how do they recruit the teams? How do they find the guys? Because and what the criteria they use? Because I know there's many great gamers out there that can really play. And mm-hmm. so how do they go through the process of finding and putting together the teams? Yeah, thank you for the question. Uh, what's interesting about this is that there's no um, there's no developed path to pro, and so I mentioned the last statement to kind of show the darker sides of esports um, because there is a franchised, regulated, corporatized version of esports which we call the uh, you know the Riot League of Legends and the mm-hmm. uh, and the Call of Duty League Blizzard. And then there is the more open source franchise, uh, less franchise, less regulated organizations by Valve that, and, and, and Rocket League and things, other games like that. Um, mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily just hire for talent, right? They hire for, for, for gameplay. So this is a big controversy within the industry is like, would you want a pretty face or someone who actually can play the game? And so for those people who are searching and scouting for players that actually play the game, um, those players have to have big personalities as well. They have to be mm-hmm. online. They have to be creating content. They have to be showcasing their talent so mm-hmm. that scouts and organizations can discover them. Now, there are certain circumstances where, you know, your buddy, someone you play with, you know, at the local gaming cafe, which are called land centers, local area network centers that you meet and you build up a, you know, a team that that's good. And then you go through the amateur leagues and whatnot. And then you get to the professional le- uh, leg and then you end up actually spinning that off and buying a $25 million mm-hmm. franchise from the Overwatch <laughs> League or Call of Duty League. And mm-hmm. then you're playing in, in the big boy games as far as corporate America goes and corporate, mm-hmm. I guess, internationally corporations. Um, mm-hmm. That's sort of the, the ticket buy-in, $25 million. Now, mm-hmm. but it's it's a process it's it's actually not too much different than the way that only fans operates or you know mm-hmm. chatterbait or any of these other other organizations that are out there 
You have mm-hmm. to find your agency. You have to find some people that are representing you and displaying your you to um, yeah. those larger organizations. Yeah, because the one thing I was saying when I look at it, um, I do pay attention, even on mm-hmm. Twitch. Um, yeah. I notice how many people on Twitch live stream playing their games. It's and so funny you mentioned that right now because one of the top female content content creators just went live. See, <laughs> see, yeah, and these girls be cosplaying; they be looking sexy. But what's funny is the guys are paying not paying attention as much, bro, but more to when the game is being played. You feel what I'm saying? And I also figured that, of course when it comes to the actual gaming, the actual putting the teams together, that they do pay attention to, I guess, what they be, what, what are they doing on Twitch, not only with their gameplay, but also their cachet per se is like how many, how many uh, views they get, how many people are paying attention to them. Am I correct? Well, you, yes. And, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm sure you know bandwagon sports fans. You know, you yeah. probably know people who, um, you know, they only go to the Super Bowl. Um, they only go yeah. to the national championship. And yeah. and so they don't see the grind that it takes. There's a real grind. There's a lot of zero viewers moments mm-hmm. for teams that actually really yeah. perform well at the main stage. And so, yes, it, it is true that there's a – subsect of you know really passionate uh individuals who watch for the the gameplay but it's an entertainment business right and and so the players that go up there need personality they can't you know be some Mm -hmm. sorry sap that just sits on the stage and doesn't you know do their thing like that's the thing Mm -hmm. and and it is true to a certain extent it's it's, because it kind of it like put it this way even like <clears throat> just bring it to the point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, feel free. You even with the team, you like the reaction that they have. They might be playing, but you loving their reaction. You hear them talking shit. You hear them. It makes the atmosphere more entertaining. That's why I was like, it didn't shock me that even when I remember my back in the days when I used to lose a mm-hmm. game and turn the table over and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People like. Mm -hmm. shit like that because it's human reaction you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the whole entertainment thing comes together when the competition and all nine i'm pretty sure it gets very much high ratings especially on espn and many of the time when it come on television all gate as well as with those though the trouble with that and that's the sort of controversial aspect is that that sword is sold as more of a television show than it yeah. is an actual competition similar to like what yeah. we saw in the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so the the thing the thing there is, and, and of course you have to win, right, for people to invest yeah. in, because you got to get their logos up on that main stage because they want to mm-hmm. see. They're talking about concurrent hours viewed, so that's that's mm-hmm. how long are those teams on center stage and you want your Mm -hmm. team to always be on center stage. And so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily uh, bad to be in a loser's bracket. If that loser's bracket ends up, you're going to be on, you know, more time on screen. Mm -hmm. 
Oh yeah, 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 most definitely. So you speak to like you were saying how lucrative that bracket is, that game is, you know, period. Um, because you never hear anyone talking about the money that it makes in, in mm -hmm. that field if you do it right. You feel what I'm coming from? Um, speak to that. Yeah, absolutely. So the largest tournament um, in the world, the international, I'm going to do a little Googling right now because I, yeah. I, I don't want to get this number wrong uh, <laughs> for the prize pool because it goes up. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, So as more people pay for um, for the, the game and they buy uh, in-game currency and in-game mm -hmm. uh, skins and stuff like that, the prize pool goes up for this game. So mm -hmm. the International, which is Dota 2, Defense of the Ancients, um, a game developed by Valve, right now um, the, the, the competition is October 7th to 17th. Um, it is at the Arena Nacional Bucharest um, in, um, in Budapest. Um, I believe, uh, 40 million, $18,195 prize pool. So mm. effectively last, last two years, uh, the total prize pool is about $35 million. And so mm. a team that potentially could win this, of course, after pet plant paying everyone, um, on the team could potentially buy into a franchise in one of those franchise leagues, um, which means, technically speaking, that they would be on a larger platform associated with, you know, mm -hmm. some of those brand names like Ford, Coca-Cola, um, mm -hmm. and whatnot that are getting invested into the industry. So that's that's mm -hmm. sort of the business side um, is is what I specialize in um, in helping kind of. Uh, business strategize for teams to to make those sorts of decisions. Okay, then. So when you say business strategize, please explain to people what you mean by that totally. So you don't want to compete in every tournament, right? Um, yeah. Some tournaments won't give you an advantage towards, um, you know, being able to play on those bigger main stages. And also, mm -hmm. they don't end up being validator, validating factors, also known as social proofing, for um sponsors investors and and viewers to get more invested in the story and also the branding of the teams and i heard you talk about branding on the last episode that was yeah. with uh, shoot her and yeah. and so that's sort of uh, some teams come into this space with just a name no licensing mm -hmm. no um mm -hmm. no no branding no no star players Mm -hmm. You know, and they just aren't packaged well. And so you have to, mm -hmm. what I end up having to do is sort of give them an identity and help them mm -hmm. package so that they can get to that next stage. I see what you're saying. So basically, you play like that of the, let's say, press agent, um, manager, per se. That basically, so yeah, you I give... started off as press. I okay, then, yeah. So basically, you give them the direction, per se. On a business yes. end, um, as well as marketing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so with that being said, what's some of the things that you do to help market your team or market those teams to help them become more popular, more profitable, 
in the whole nine? Well, a lot of it has to do with mindset. So if they have a CEO, an in-game leader, um, that is wanting to improve their brand and grow their brand, uh, it starts with basically showing them what I've done thus far as an independent contractor, as a as an investor, as somebody who is an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and giving them game based off of what I've accomplished um, mm-hmm. by being a player, also in wager matches and different things like that. And then they can take those tools that I've developed and implement them mm-hmm. into their um, their strategy. And that comes through in a lot of different verticals. It could come in mm-hmm. through the esports business network. It could come in through all the, the collaborations I have virtually. Um, and it could kind of also come in through uh, the in-person speaking events, which I'm out to speak at Fan Expo Dallas 2021 uh, in mm-hmm. next in two weeks now on September 19th at 1.30 at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center. Um, and we'll be talking to three of the top esports companies in the Dallas market, including one I mentioned earlier, the Dallas Fuel mm-hmm. who um, in mm-hmm. Dallas Empire. Mm. Yeah, because it's 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 funny how I tell people no matter what the game is, it's still the same kind of business practice. Exactly. No matter how you skinny it. Um, because it's not just it's it's like I tell people, it's even in point, it's not about how good you fuck on camera, it's how good you make no. it look and how much mm-hmm. and how well you put it out there and market it to so the fans can eat it and take it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting because you never hear that side of of gaming of how they market the teams, how to get the teams known, how they pick the teams. Um, well, thing I was let you- me let let me see real quick. So the adult industry is what? How, how do you know off the top of your head what the market cap is? How how much money is spent in the adult industry? It's, it's in the it's in the billions, damn it, trillions. <laughs> because a lot of 800 people, eight hundred billion, right? Yeah, no, eight hundred actually eight hundred three million for mm-hmm. just for just adult and for uh, pornographic films. So yeah. it's got to be bigger than that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're mentioning, it's got to be in a few billion. I, I'm not sure if that's uh, accurate numbers, but yeah, it looks like some sites say sixty seven billion. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Well, the gaming and esports industry is only one billion, so mm-hmm. that's probably why you don't hear about that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, um, but then you were talking about cannabis. Now, how does your business relate to cannabis? Okay, yeah. So, um, South by Southwest is a convention that a lot of different industries come to in Austin, Texas. I'm based out of Austin, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. And we talk about different ways to integrate and collaborate and find different opportunities, as it were, across the board, right? And so in this industry, cannabis, business, CBD, Delta 8, and these things are emerging to become sponsors in uh, the gaming mm-hmm. and, in, and esports industry. The trouble is the regulations with COPA and things yeah. for, for, for the youth. Mm-hmm. Esports is in a in a in a um an evolution of its of a sense where it's it's beginning to to divulge or kind of 
diverge, I should say, and divulge mm-hmm. because now we're talking about these subjects. But mm-hmm. so divergent in the sense of like, okay, now this aspect of esports is just for adults, and this mm-hmm. aspect is just for children. And so these regulators mm-hmm. are coming in, and we're eventually going to get to the point at which we can sub subtract out those under 18 individuals mm-hmm. from participating in, in professional esports. Now there's some people who, you know, would want to incorporate and keep those things in there for marketing money and stuff like that, but to be honest, there needs to be a separation so mm-hmm. that we can start to move forward and start selling more alcohol, uh adult industry and um and yeah. uh, and cannabis yeah. to to the viewers and people who have um uh who are decision makers and people who have uh money to spend whereas the children they have to go through their parents or whatever it takes Mm -hmm. and all this rigmarole in order to get the dollar so the dollar is very is very difficult on the Mm esports side to acquire yeah because um of course because you know even though video games are played by all ages it's Mm -hmm. a lot of it's targeted to kids Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, I think it would be hot if there was an adult side of it, because mm-hmm. even with since now that cannabis is becoming legal, which mm-hmm. in turns we might be seeing like you remember the cigarette, remember the the cigarette commercial with the Marlboro Man and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't trying to say you might see that with cannabis eventually. You feel mm-hmm. me? to where you might see them sponsor sports and shit like that, especially if it becomes you know. Um, legalized across the board, so it yep. makes sense to move in that direction anyway. It's, and then you talking about beer sponsors and liquor sponsors, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, you know. Go, go ahead and talk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just rambling. No, no, I, I, I'm, I, I really enjoy you talking about this, this, the subject matter of the adult industry because you're bringing a voice to, um, mm-hmm. you know, sex workers that just hasn't been there. And sex work is 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 crazy. It's so aligned with what the mm-hmm. gaming industry is doing right now. Yeah, actually, look, the top content creators in Twitch are female with OnlyFans accounts. That's just yeah. a fact. That's the way yeah. it is. They tried to they tried to kill those women. They tried to take mm-hmm. bread off their table. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Only because of a North American market and and Copa. And these regulators, these laws are only uh, established by old folks who don't get it. They don't get it. That's the problem that we're facing in gaming. Old folks that don't get it, and they just don't get it. Because, see, the other part of it is is that you do have adult porn games. Let's make that clear. Absolutely. And to me, like I said before, if there was a separation, a clear separation... Mm -hmm. You could have those things sold on consoles eventually. You could, you, you get where I'm coming from, because yeah, those games are out there. And one of the top games that streamed on Twitch is called Super Seducer, and it's a mm-hmm. game that kind of, uh, it's kind of like it, it like it like goes across the line. It's like they're in a strip club, but they don't have their clothes off. GTA has yeah. strippers in it, but they don't have their clothes. Off. Look, we're playing around. We need mm-hmm. to figure out a way to dive. <laughs> to differentiate between what is how there's a lot of issues here technologically mm. we're still advancing mm. things like that but it'll get there and this is why i br- yeah. I brought up blockchain earlier cryptocurrency yeah. and whatnot yeah 
the games in that that realm in that world are technologically they just you, they take a whole lot more brain power than a you know someone who's under eighteen probably has. Yeah. Now yeah. there are savants, you know, there are those that are under eighteen that are probably able to unlock and figure out how to break the puzzle in order to accomplish those things. But right now that's yeah. just not the case. So, right. you know, it's it's um, decentralizing the market for all sorts of uh, um, adult industry workers and sex workers and people yeah. in, in in the world. And let's not forget, a lot of the times when people are having conversations, there's this pride, this weird, you know, yeah. issue that, that folks have in just the North American market. Now, I get it. Everybody wants to live in Los Angeles. Everybody wants to live in the, you know, 78 degree weather of, of Honolulu or Oahu or Maui mm-hmm. or wherever it is on an island, you know, sipping back mimosas all day, just enjoying life, fl- flying private jets, the whole American mm-hmm. dream. Mm-hmm. The, the conversation that's being had on, a, on an international level is to figure out how to deregulate these things, but still mm-hmm. hold those protections for children. And yeah. that's just the reality that it is. And if people mm-hmm. really talk about what it is and stop, you know, use it, they, they start. This is what happens. Big corporations want to keep the mm-hmm. regulation so that they retain the ownership mm-hmm. over the market. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. Now, I'm telling you what I'm so, waiting I mean, for. That's where we're at. A, a, a yep. gamer porn convention. They haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. And you have so many porn stars that are gamers. That actually I have agree 100%. Tweeted. You know what I'm saying? I agree 100%. And that's a point that porn has not... They, they looking at it, but they ain't jumped on it. Because even to the point, like, think about a lot of some of the scenes they sell. Some of your top-selling scenes is when you're playing the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She... she Giving mm-hmm. head while giving Fortnite and shit, you feel me? So it's a it, look. It's, these tough conversations has to have to be had, and I mean they yeah. have to be had. They definitely have to be had in a certain language, and I have mm-hmm. it in both the languages. I can talk about fuck and, and pussy and all this shit as well, yeah. but they have to be had in both arenas, right? Yeah. And and so when we're talking about those issues, uh, if, for instance, those do exist, but also like I said, the old folks, the the gatekeepers in in the in yeah. all markets still mm-hmm. are not in, embedding gaming into their brick and mortars, into their mm-hmm. online distribution. Chatterbait's one of them that really doesn't highlight the gaming aspects that it has, mm-hmm. or my free cams, or whatever you want to mention, live streaming, the live jazz, whatever they are. You know, they're not in, in, embedded in in the other direction. Is Twitch hasn't figured out how to remove itself from the the, the youth uh, market. They're just yeah. still uh, marketing that way. Even though there's tons of adult content creators on Twitch platform, and you'll see mm-hmm. adult content on Twitch. Obviously, it's yeah. just not really like it's just not advertising that way. It's kind of hard to shake that 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 that, that, that market. Twitch done made so much money off that market. It's kind of, it's either they make a Twitch adult, which is completely, but then even with the Twitch adult, you you know this because I know us, and when we was teenagers, we would have got on there somehow, somewhere <laughs> to see the adult. Yeah, it's shit. one button you click, right? Yeah. One button says, I'm 18, sure. I'm 18, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, period. We just couldn't buy nothing, mm-hmm. but we could see the preview. You know, period. No different than you know, Cinemax after dark. 
Yeah. Well, so you, here's the thing. I've seen some YouTube content creators out there that are in the uh, adult industry and sex workers uh, out in Australia. I haven't seen this in the North American market yet. Maybe it exists uh, in Las okay. Vegas or maybe it exists in Los Angeles. But those in, Aust- in the Australian market, there are gentlemen's clubs that you can go to that have full entertainment suites that you can get a champagne room that has the xbox has a gaming pc mm. has whatever you want you can spend it spend an hour in there whatever pay the game time pay for the accompaniment of a, of a beautiful woman or a beautiful man whatever you're into and then mm. go in there and just enjoy yourself and it, everybody know what time of day it is right yeah everybody knows so i don't know what the deal is i don't i don't personally see what the issue is maybe it's like the venture capitals angels and angel investors are just you know this is I, I get it. Well, see, actually. well, see, because the United States, the biggest market, they actually drive the market. So right. when you so, drive the market, you drive the standard. So if it was, let's say, if Amsterdam was the biggest market, you know, they wide open over there. Then mm-hmm. you will see more of that because sometimes anything is modeled based off of who is the top money maker or the top market of the top mm-hmm. uh, group of people that spend the most money. And. Who spend more money than Americans when they come to gaming? Yeah, and and we I talking mean, about look, across the board. Personally, if if and look, it's not that I'm going to do it, but I'd like to have the yeah. right to do it to be yeah. go go to a, an establishment that mm-hmm. I can you know meet a beautiful woman, spend mm-hmm. time with her, pay for her time, then I'm able to play video games at the same time, and I'm yeah. also able to do mushrooms, take you know smoke cannabis. Do whatever yeah. I want. I'm I'm someone from the earth, so I mean I'm not doing any of that yeah. heroin shit or co- cocaine oh, nah, like they're nah. doing up in nah. Oakland and shit. If, if I but, can't put smoke it right then and there, nah, we good, we good. <laughs> it, right, it, and and, it, and I know there are going to be those that want to go to those establishments. It's a plant you smoke. Sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah, 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 absolutely. I, I, there are going to be those people who want to go to those establishments and do mm-hmm. LSD, two CB, whatever the hell the yeah. drug is, and, and 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 take that next trip, whatever it is. But look, the way the establishments are operated right now with just pure alcohol, we got a problem. Yeah. Especially if you look mm-hmm. at the, the 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 crime that happens based off of alcohol at these at these establishments, it just. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it it inspires people to do things that they normally wouldn't do if they were on some other uh, illicit, mm-hmm. um, illicit thing or, you know, something that changes the mind state. Right. And yeah, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm for de- decriminalization of, of prostitution. I'm for, oh, yes. Uh, oh, yes. you know, so many different things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's just, I, I mean, look, that's just the way that, that the generation that I come from, there's an older generation that, that, you know, they'd rather see uh, human trafficking. They'd rather see those things persist because they have ownership over the women or ownership mm-hmm. of the young boys or whatever the case it may be. And that's sort of just I would rather make it personally uh, an individual standpoint. But then I see a lot of people pushing for this socialism amongst people so that, you know, and then the, you have dictatorships and things like that. And you get pimps and you get the, the yeah. archetype of a pimp. Not the mm-hmm. actual version, which is corporations that own a large market of employees mm-hmm. and then structure it. And then, oh, we can't say that because then you 
pulled the curtain off mm-hmm. of the the wizard, right? The, you know, mm-hmm. Now that yeah. that whole thing is gone, so it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. I might get I might get. Uh, but see, but see, the thing back, of it is, is that from having said that, no nah, shit, they can kiss your ass, man, and then kiss my ass too. <laughs> yeah, they, we we unapologetic on this damn show, but now nah, to me, this is how I look at it is that as the internet grows, okay, where we talk about gaming, whatever, the power yep. is coming to the content creator. That was mm-hmm. proven when OnlyFans had to do about face because the customers left with the hoes. Because that's what they were thinking mm-hmm. in their mind. They they thought the they they thought the money wasn't gonna leave with the people that brought the money. You know, period. Mm-hmm. There's no different than if a if 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 esports, well, excuse me, esports, or let's just say any of the game companies put out mm-hmm. a game and no one buys that shit, you you know you know what it is. Well, so, I think here's what I think it, from from a top down perspective. If I was in the shoes of that, I think he's like a, I think he's like Eastern European, the the guy who in, invented it. Um, invented what? He, what? He's looking at it from the content creators that like Bella Thorne and Karina mm-hmm. Kopp. And yeah, but see, but see, um, but see, no, I, I, Daniel Bergoli that came to the platform and yeah. brought all these simps, like people who will spend money, like uh, they spend money see, on, see, on Mickey but, Mouse, you know. See, but, like, but, see, but see, here's the kicker though. Now, nah, it's it not even Bill Thorne and them. Sorry, all right, he's from England. OnlyFans, I can see the same OnlyFans, many vids in, in Canada. Uh, a lot of these companies, very few companies, very few platforms is in the United States. Let's make that clear. Right. Two, the biggest import and market when it comes to porn, when it comes to Europe, people look it up. It is facts. It's live cam, webcam. Why do I say right. this? They have webcam houses across the board. When, when we see these girls in England and they got the nice little house and the room they're uh, not at home i love they, what you're talking they, about right now it gives me chills i love yeah, this because it, it, it aligns studio. so much yeah they in studios they actually play they actually clock the fuck in with a time clock people oh, I love they this. have to gives, they it gives have me to chills <laughs> go back and listen it we i already had uh what is it sweetheart mia and then of course roxanne miller she's on patreon she runs a camp mm-hmm. the girls yeah. here they work from home the girls right, over yeah. Europe work in the studio. Let me tell you so what's funny. Let me ask Guess you who, a question. Oh, oh like, let me ask oh, you a let question. Me finish. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna let you ask a question. Guess who makes the most money when it comes to camming? The girls in Europe. Because the shit is more organized. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Now right. go ahead and ask your question. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you. Well, let me let me bring this back and kind of touch base and then come back to the question. So that's exactly how it operates in the esports world. The exact same. It's just that mm-hmm. the guys aren't showing their dick and the girls aren't showing their, you know, their mm-hmm. their tits and pussy on, on camera. So bringing it back is like so that operation standpoint with the uh, I'm going to use a terminology that, you know, maybe isn't accurate or you can change mm-hmm. my language. But the madams mm-hmm. of those houses, how do they run the business operations when it comes to those? cam girls cam guys in those in those houses all right for what i understand from the two conversations i have is that you run it like a business mm-hmm. Girls clock in she they, they have to deal with morale they 
train the girls to to it, it like pretty it's an actual like a nine to five they mm-hmm. have to go through orientation they get trained they they stay they actually are able to make content as well as be on camera what have you um mm-hmm. it it it's it's straight up professional it's not this way from talking to them they said they like it better because it gives them structure because when you're mm-hmm. at home, it's a lot of things that can distract you. The baby, your husband, bills. You get what I'm saying? But when they mm-hmm. go there, they're focused on the the the, the actual filming, I mean, the actual webcaming. And someone's holding them accountable. Bingo. It's like, yo, you, 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 you need to maybe if your butt smile a little bit more and pretend like you enjoying it, little lady, they might give you more money. Because mm-hmm. it all pays back to the whole house. Because, of course, she gets the back end, and then, of course, mm-hmm. boom. Pay you, pay you, pay you, pay you. You so feel me? So, is there a house fee? So, do girls pay a house fee, or are they recruited? They're actually... No, actually, they're recruited. No, they actually mm-hmm. put out a newspaper ad, motherfucker, for real. Ad, mm-hmm. dude. Oh, right. Girl, okay, yeah, like... like yeah. So, Yep. And the girl come, they get interviewed. It's like a job. Yeah, so it's like a job. It, it's a real job. That's where they make most of their money. If you look at OnlyFans, OnlyFans money was made from the live stream, not from content mm-hmm. being sold. That's why they was willing to step away from the sex workers because they was like, no, it's the live stream that's going to get it. You feel mm-hmm. me? And because they were mm-hmm. attracting celebrities, they were looking to get publicly traded. Because they saw Ooh. with Patreon, Patreon Ooh. kicked sex workers off to a certain extent. And content, you can post pictures, but you can't put no videos because they so, do it through a third, a third party content creator. So what, you, content. What, what I'm what I'm picking up from what you're putting down is essentially there was a uh a, an issue with competition when OnlyFans moved into live streaming and they started taking market share away from Chatterbait. They started taking, dude, you know how many motherfuckers is happy than some bitches said what they said. Chatterbait danced, and the owner of Chatterbait went to Bahamas and celebrated when that motherfucker said that we're going to kick the sex workers off. Because not only did OnlyFans fuck up the Chatterbaits and all that, it fucked up mainstream porn all the way up to Vivid and Brazer. Because mm. why do I need to go see Missy Stone when I can go see Miss Be Nasty break it open mm. for three dollars mm. or for free? Mm. free oh, Dude, I always thought this you was a weird it? thing that was happening. Yeah, I get exactly what you're putting down because it empowered the community of the of the content creators rather than the marketing le- uh, aspect of what Chatterbait wanted to put on the front page. Bingo. Now you got it. Mm. Because at the end of mm. the day, it saturated the industry. And when you saturate the industry, yeah, the big boys is going to feel it money-wise. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like this one, for example. WWE may not be feeling it financial right now, but they're feeling it because <laughs> there's another <laughs> pro wrestling company on the market called AEW. From AEW, yep. <laughs> yep. Think about it. Atari... Was good until there was a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. 
So whenever the market gets spread out with more shit, the money gets spread out and the people at the mm. top start to lose money. People, I keep saying this, Brazen would have never shot a BBW in this in the past 10 years to this year. You wanna know why? Throw shit against the wall so it can see what it can stick because we try to get trapped because we're not making money. Not like we used to. <laughs> because mm. it's a difference between making 30 million, now I'm making 20 million. Trust me, they, they feel that 10 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, period. Because I tell people the greater the money, the greater the stress. <laughs> you know, period. More but money, yeah, more but, problems. Yeah. So it's kind of like when you, you it like put it this way, the best thing that happened to the game industry was the game competitions. Because now uh... it gave it a this to, to put a spotlight on the game industry to a certain extent. I ain't talking about money now. Spotlight. They're definitely well the the developers will argue um in the other direction. They do not like it. It takes money out of their pocket. Because mm-hmm. the gamers end up paying attention to the marketing rather than to the actual game. So they're not spending money in the actual game. The player mm-hmm. the, the gamers, not the players, mm-hmm. the gamers. And so like myself, um People really push to get back against me, at least from the development standpoint, because mm. they, they it's just attention. And yeah, yeah if because, they figure it out, they're going to get it. But they haven't figured it out yeah. yet, the developers. Yeah, because, because see, the thing of it is, go back to the content creator. It, mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the music industry. They had to pivot. That's why they did 360 deals. Because mm-hmm. when streaming favored the content creator, where the fuck we going to get our money from? Oh, there's mm-hmm. 360 of these motherfuckers. Where I could put him on a I could put him on uh a TV show and I get some of that. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, 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 I know I'm just rambling like crazy, but the point I'm trying no, to No, you're get not. To... You're go, you are dropping gems. Like don't 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 discount yeah. what you're saying. If people are listening to this and I if you're yeah. in the industry, listen to what he's saying. Bobby's saying, listen to this. Because you can you can pick peep game and put a lot more money in your pocket if you're yeah. listening to what what he has to say. This isn't bullshit. Yeah, because, you're not bullshitting. Yeah, yeah, but it's the same thing. You just said what I just said, but you said it in the game of sense. The developers mm-hmm. don't like Vivid Playboy don't like the fact only fans got hot. Because guess what? I don't want to see your mainstream girls. I want to see the average girl busted open. And when that happens, that's the reason why, once again, I say this again, the porn star, that's why I said one of my things, this is the last era of the porn star. Because when oh, the okay. industry when the industry stopped dictating how porn was being made and the amateurs dictated it, it changed the game forever. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, bro. Mm-hmm. Because it, cause I tell people this, it's, it's it's not because that I'm not saying, saying no one should ever do porn. I'm not saying that. It's making it easy to get into, thus less professionalism, and it opens the door for bullshit to get in. You know, period. And when you mm-hmm. lessen the quality of something, you also cheapen it because let me explain why I say that with the discounts. When girls do more discounts with their OnlyFans, you're cheapening the porn industry 
on a hold because now you're making dudes that was paying $24.99 for a site now pay $3. So why the fuck should I go pay $24.99 now? How I know oh, this? Oh, man. Oh, how do I know this? I'm about to bring to the escort. There was no, there was no such thing as time. You paid one price. Then eventually someone said, no, let's do it by time. Then we started doing 15 minutes, 30 minutes, then in an hour. They was paying well. Then someone said, mm, let's do $40. And guess what? Now when you was getting a quick visit that was probably $100, now girls was complaining because they had to get a quick visit for $40. You get what I'm saying? When you got saturated. This is, that this is a market saturated. I'm going to learn about. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Saturated. Yeah, when it got saturated around the time when Bush, when the Bush cuts happened, y'all remember mm. that people they, they kept up with politics then. The recession, just like the the pandemic. Oh, I, you, I, th I, I I was I I, I thank you for telling Bush me because my brain went towards towards shaved pussy. Like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, you think about Bush? <laughs> yeah, see, you got dirty mind like me. <laughs> But like I said, <laughs> he said same pussy, okay. But but the same thing happened, but it happened with Backpage and Craigslist mm. at the time. Girls went to mm. that. That when the pandemic hit, where girls went to OnlyFans. Mm. The point being is, when it got saturated, girls want to undercut each other, so I charge mm. cheaper, thus making the price mm -hmm. of pussy go cheaper. Bring it to porn. These girls doing these discounts is making the price of pussy go cheaper. That's why I say you don't do discounts all the time. You know, period. That's mm. why the major companies, that's why the gaming companies did not like the game competitions. Why the porn company did not like OnlyFans and the content and the clip stores and all that but so much because it cut into their profit margin. Less traffic. Yeah. Well, the gaming industry needs the adult industry. It's a fact yeah. because, and this goes back to a movie called Thunder, uh, Tropic Thunder. They said it perfectly in that movie that the reason why Blu-ray exists is because yeah. of the porn and the gaming industry. The reason yeah. why we have higher resolution video, which is it's my main business is video production, is because of porn. And, of course, the graphics Det the, the the technical processing from gaming so yeah i mean it ha it's it's they are sister industries now of course gaming is like well you know we, we still want to sell the kids you know we want to make you know we want to sell the hasbro mm -hmm. you know and mickey mouse and, and that's why i do this voice yeah is because that's just i don't know if brick and mortar disneyland disney world hold on hold on hold on hold on experience hold on hold on hold on Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna hold you one second. One thing you missed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your top selling games are adult games, people. They are not meant for kids. Fortnite is not meant for no fucking kids. Let's keep it one hundred. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yep. Vice City was never meant for mm -hmm. kids. Grand Theft Auto was never meant for fucking kids. Mm -hmm. Grand Turismo was not meant for fucking kids. Let's keep it one hundred. Mm -hmm. But it was meant for adults. Kids like. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I just wanted to just add that piece. Well, here's something. I'm, I'm going to mess this up. I'm taking the story in another direction, too. Yeah. Um, with the Snapchat 
era mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. private Snapchats. What happened to that? Where'd that go? Oh, um, OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you got to think about this for a second. It the, the Snapchat with girls paying premium Snapchat. Once again, you're putting the same shit on your OnlyFans. Why do I need to go to Snapchat? And OnlyFans. Right. See, the thing is, OnlyFans became a cultural phenomenon. Something because that it was an empowerment was. of both the content creator and the consumer. Yeah. And see, two also, let me give you a, a little bit more tidbit that people ain't Absolutely. thought about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I know you remember her Jimmy Smack. Now, I want you to think this over. Smoke this over. Jimmy Smack, do you think Jimmy Smack, who lives in Atlanta, Georgia, as thug as Atlanta, Georgia is, want people to know that he made a million dollars off of motherfucking OnlyFans? Only fans release that news, not him. Why do they do that? To attract celebrities? Because one, he's a regular dude who just made a million dollars. This made celebrities say, well, damn it, that dude only fucked for six minutes <laughs> over one video technically made a million. Why can't I? It also mm. made it or made it seem that you don't have to be a porn star to do this business. You can be the average person. You know where mm. I'm coming from? It devalues. Well, I mean, there's also softwalker. Yeah. But see, like, no, it devalued. kind of in the same yeah, arena. It devalued porn stars and devalued mm. the, porn, the porn industry as a whole. No one wants to talk about that. Mm. Mm. See, mm. so it's like that's why I tell people at the end of the day, yeah, if gaming as well as porn, porn because porn has always been the guinea pig. Think about when they well, when, it's, when it's, the it's internet, 67 to a billion, so yeah, of yeah, course. because even to the point, porn was the first one to do Visa and MasterCard online. Look it up, it's facts, mm. they made a movie about it, people. Who had Luke Owens in that bitch? Who, who uh plays uh Stripey from Star Star Girl? Yeah, yeah. Look it up. <laughs> What's the movie called? I hold on. I got to find it. Jesus Christ! I, I got to look it up. It was uh, it was on net. I think it was on Netflix. I'm trying to think the name of that shit. I, I had to look it up and send it to you. But yeah, that movie was deep as fuck because he ran to the two porn developers. Who was trying to figure out a way to sell their shit online because he they felt the internet was popping. And they set up a credit card system and it started to hit. People started to get memberships to where they can watch mm -hmm. it online. You know, period. Mm -hmm. And they brought him in, Luke, Luke Wilson, I think, to clean it up, to leak, you know, to and understand this. They were the prerequisites for CC Bill. What CC Bill do for porn. What oh, yeah. PayPal do? They were the prerequisite for e-commerce. So porn was the first e-commerce. So because back then it was Napster. It, Napster was free. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Napster was free. You ain't pay for Napster. You ain't pay for music to download that shit with Terrence and all that. Porn, mm -hmm. you had to. That was the first. That, that actually the first 
industry that pay their content creator. You know, period. So mm. that like, yeah, it, it's a marriage with all the industry, music, gaming, porn, they're all connected. It's like mm. people tripping over Sukihana doing a trip, damn near triple H music video. Did you not see that this motherfucker was gagging on a dick on OnlyFans? That's part of the brand. <laughs> she was on brand for that shit. Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, hey, look, I'm about to switch it up real quick. What was the first video game you fell in love with? Oh, um, hmm. So, the first video game I ever played was Frogger on the PS1, I believe. And yeah! the first video the first video game I ever loved, like uh and I played way too many hours of it was Madden, I want to say. Mm. Um, and then mm. played way too many hours of Madden. Then I really got into Call of Duty and then I spent like summers playing world of warcraft and school days when i would just tell them <laughs> say hey mom mm. sick i'm staying home i gotta i gotta level up my character yeah. um, <laughs> when it got to like competing and, and playing for money uh mm. it got to call of duty for snd uh I like call starcraft of duty. I mm. you never play call of duty no i've played no video games now the last Played honestly was regular, huh? I'm just not a gamer like that. I just I used to be. I used to be. I used to be into the Madden. No, my shit was NBA Live. That mm, was my NBA Live. NBA. Yeah, two yeah, K. Yeah, NBA two K yep. and uh, any any wrestling game, any wrestling yeah. game or oh, my favorite, okay. yeah, my favorite fight game. Okay, ah. yeah, yeah. Ah, so see, are see. you are you into uh the Asian um pornographers, porn stars? Are you into the uh, anime aspect of pornography? Uh I have watched I have watched the Japanese animation pornography. Yeah. Right. But but I don't keep up with it like that. But no, I I used yes, to, I used to watch to up with especially in college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But now, you're talking about anime itself. Oh, dude, please. Mm. What? Gundam Wing is my shit. What? What? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. what? What? I saw Dragon Balls before it came to America in Japanese, motherfucker. Uh, Goku-san. Goku-san. <laughs> shit. My favorite one... Um, nah. If you want to talk about porn, I can't think the name of the fuck. I, I, I got to find it, but the demon it was called a Trojan. And okay. one of my favorite parts was it was this demon. It was fighting this cat girl and he had grabbed her, held her arms and he had multiple dicks and he had right, went yeah. two dicks yeah. wrapped around her legs and was pumping <laughs> 50 dicks, like five dicks into her pussy. <laughs> Why he like, oh, you got? That was it. That's all you got, son of a bitch? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> they had two That's hilarious. It. So pretty because, um, but, like, I, I watched Naruto. Uh, like I said, when I say geek, yeah. I'm Star Wars all day. Uh, please, Marvel, what? DC, yes. 
Yes. All all day. What? Yeah. Loving the what if. Loving the what if. Oh God, loving it. I'm just I'm I'm mad I ain't seen Shang Chi yet. I'm freaking mad as shit about that. Or Black Widow. I'm I'm pissed. I'm waiting for mm. that shit to plus. So, but yeah, it's kind of like um, nah, because th- to me, um, it's like interesting I, how you can remember the first video game, first anime you ever watched. But for me, I cannot remember the first adult film I ever saw. I can't. Oh, I can remember tell you that. Any I can tell you that. Look, okay. I've seen a lot now, and I can't remember. Uh, my first adult film was Young Lady Chatterley, Part One, on Cinemax. It was saw it. It was Playboy. It didn't show no penetration, but you pretty much got mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that, right. That's I do I remember play. those those things. I do remember yeah. like the the growing up, and there was actually a uh what, what's it called uh, a lewd uh, show called um, Strip Poker on USA. I yeah, being a little kid watching that show. No, my shit used to be Benny Hill, god dang it. That, that was a dirty old man. <laughs> I used to, oh, my God. That was it. And that was funny because Benny Hill came on and right after that was Cinemax After Dark. Okay, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watch Benny Hill on PBS and turn right to Cinemax After Dark. That's beyond Saturday. And right before that, before Benny, before Benny Hill was, was Doctor Who, which I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, too. I kept up right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so can we go into the future component of, of this? Yeah, go ahead. And I want to ask you some, I want to ask you some questions about what you're seeing. So are you yet, are you at the stage where you're going to conventions in the old, old industry? I have been to conventions. I've been to two. Okay. I mean, uh, it's like in Miami and it's like in New Jersey. And, um, and when you go to those conventions, what sort of technology do they have? Are they introducing new technology that they're bringing to the stage? Vibrators, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it, it, to be honest with you, this is where the future is, is honestly. Um, because I'm a more solo, solo content push. Because mm, okay. I don't think people really paid attention to that. Because if you notice, a lot of these sites are becoming more solo content friendly. You're going to see more toys made for guys. You're going to see more toys, of course, for girls or what have you. Um, You will see VR become a very important part. Um, As far as porn stars, people that do boy-girl content, it would be in their best interest to get a standalone site. Because it's they, they, these these platforms is going to make it a little difficult after a while for you to continue to be on there with boy girl content because it's kind of like the the net is pushing away from it and the reason is because of child pornography and because of child pornography because they're so worried about child pornography for the most part and. More money is made from live camming, web camming, and plus solo content, if you want to be honest. They're pushing towards that, which is going to be fading out more boy-girl content creators that do boy-girl. So that is where the business is heading, in my opinion. It's going to be more with the content creators because a lot of these platforms is going to grow money-wise. Because now there's a vacuum left for OnlyFans. 
nobody's ever going to get to that cultural icon status like Ultra Fans had. And trust me, only fans, how can I put this? They hurt themselves because they, once you spun the sex workers, they're going to look at you side eye for a minute and for a long time. Because they, because they remember people said they suspended, it didn't cancel. Mm. Words matter. If canceled, they might would have won them back over. They said suspended. So all that's telling girls is, oh, you might do it at a later date. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? Do you think that was like a mistake or that was intentional? No, it was a mistake. So which there was like, sitting in a boardroom saying, like, we should we should probably no. You know, no, sample size. No. See if this is the right word to use, or mm-hmm. you just think they no. just pushed it out? No. Let, let me explain how, how this works. How it works, so people can get mm-hmm. this. And like, he can't be right. But if the story ever came out, y'all be like, y'all gonna be like, he's right. All right. It was cool. They did. When OnlyFans made it was not for. It was not meant to be for sex workers. It posed to be competition for Patreon, Patreon, mm-hmm. because that's how it functions. Their biggest, how can I put this? Their biggest advantage was we will allow you to upload your videos directly. Some that did not do with which Patreon stopped. That's how they kicked off the sex workers. They made it to where you can't upload directly. You have to either go through YouTube or now Vimo. All right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you put anything adult on Vimo. I try. Once, but it, it, it has to be premium, I think. I, I had to check again. But <clears throat> sex workers jumped on it because they had a manual payout. All you had to do was make $20, you get paid out. Uh-huh. No site has that. That's where it attracted the sex workers. Not Something fancy that or fan central. At, look, at, all these things, understand this when only fans popped up, there was clips for sale, rude, southern charms. I think Model Central just started and many vids just started. You feel me? Mm. None mm. of them, all of them is out of it. Two weeks, days. No site was doing manual payout. Direct but debit. OnlyFans. All you had to do is press a button, mm. you get in 24 hours. So that means if a girl made 500 in one day, she can cash out like that. Boom. So basically, OnlyFans took the place of Backpage. Because girls use it like an escort would. They're going there for a live. They're going there for this. They might put their video up there, uh, chat, whatever it is, whatever options. They make a quick buck and then they cash out. They have to wait for it. Plus, at mm. the time, your paywall was unlimited. Girls are charging five hundred, as much as five hundred for you to unlock their paywall. So if you got three people to unlock your paywall, you had a good payout. That's why they was killing. That's why the motherfuckers was making millions of dollars that quick because if and and plus the girls that was only fan girls that 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 had a lot of cachet with a fan base walking in. Oh, I get to see you busted open. Mm-hmm. The allure. Boom. There you go. So. Now you got girls who's now posting how much they're making, bragging about it. Miss B. Nasty was ground zero for that. Guess who was watching? 
the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Only fans, they see that this regular dude named uh, Jimmy Smack made a million dollars. The reason why they pushed him out because ex-boyfriend of Trina and the girl he made a million dollars was was the video that made him a million dollars because it won't nothing else was him getting hair from Selena Power, the biggest thought in hip hop at the time. <laughs> and they call him. Yep. He made a million dollars off of Atlanta alone because when the word got out that he had Selena Power and there's no sex tape. This the same girl who said she was pregnant about Offset. This the same girl that fucked Snoop. The same girl that is always on DC Academic. I got her dick on my mouth. Mm -hmm. All I had to do was charge five hundred. They were gonna unlock that for six minutes. Made a million. Only fans put that in the press. The reason why to attract more people to come to the site. But what it mm -hmm. also attract on top of the girls wanting to flex because it want the guys for so much. I don't think with the celebrities pandemic hit money's drying up let me get mm -hmm. only fans because i saw this girl said she just made 30 grand in one month if this no but this no name having hope can make 30 <laughs> grand this no name ho can make 30 grand what the fuck can i make that's why tyler put a dick pick up that's why suki mm -hmm. gag on dick only fans because they saw what, and then add into it, you got Mayweather wearing OnlyFans on his tights. Rappers talking about OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed, uh, the little baby, who is it? Was the yeah, with the little baby, he found Miss London fans probably uh, subscribed to her. That's how he paid sixty-five grand. That's the point. It's normalized to watch, not uh, normalized to have a career. Because at the end of the day, what did everybody say as soon as these celebrities did it? Oh, they're doing backwards. Oh, this is so terrible. Oh, this is bad. This is this. This is that. But as soon as they got on that platform, it changed the platform. And mm. it changed for the celebrities' advantage. Because trust me, ain't nobody going They ain't even going on there really to watch a girl game unless she's sucking the dick while she's playing it. <laughs> and they're just keeping it real. So, so why hasn't the virtual uh, component um developed into the strip clubs like why can't you go to a strip club based off of your membership on their only fans account is this just like what is because, it because because stopping them club, from doing something like that because the strip clubs how can i put this how many girls work in the strip club well unless the strip club owner has only fans no because you gotta think it the business is so up and down. Okay, how can I put this? The strip club charge girls to come strip. So why would right. I give a discount to somebody who's a member to this girl only fans? I'm not what, what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, they looking at. Well, it. why haven't they adopted it as a way to sell bigger events? It just I haven't seen it happen yet. Well, the reason why because they're competing against online and put it this way ain't no one smart enough to try it and the one thing i learned about this adult industry mm. they say it is progressive but yet the most conservative industry there is because they don't switch lanes often well or as the brick much. and mortar 
the brick and mortar folks, the ones that own the strip clubs, they they have to be listening to Kanye West. He said it the best. He said yeah. the best way to sell some pussy is an Instagram account. But yeah. for whatever reason, they're letting all that money go out the door. Because see, but well, like I said, it's when you got some of these strip. It, it like put it this way: when you, it takes a smart person that is not scared to push the envelope to do that. And you're asking people mm-hmm. who make millions of dollars. It, it like this. I always said this: How do you tell a billionaire he don't know what the fuck he doing? Right. Because you're gonna say a billion. So to them, it's the same reason why mainstream porn hasn't fucked with the BBWs. Cause they feel the BBW can't make them money and they're afraid that if they go it would hurt their business because their fan base might get turned off. If a strip club goes feel virtual, part of the mm. strip club is amenity. No longer amenity because guess what? They might decide to go live in there just to try to bump up right and so well, that's like the 21 audience odyssey right yeah yeah you get what i'm saying it's it's like odyssey. yeah because you got dudes that don't want their face seen you might fuck up and catch the wrong person you feel me you know right. so yeah because yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might have rappers that want to go in there they don't want to be fucking noticed they don't want to be seen you know they don't want people to know they ain't a goddamn build out of this bitch you know period and then you got the shit on yeah you got the shit and um yeah, so it's kind of like they don't want to integrate that. Then if the, even if they have girls that have OnlyFans, they don't want to integrate that again either because, once again, amenuity. You feel me? That's why I said mm-hmm. it has to be someone that wants to actually push the envelope because the adult film industry and the adult industry itself is old school. Even though some of these clubs are new age, they ran like they were ran in the 50s. Uh, no okay, big. I get where you. Here yeah, comes the they, loop. The loop. It's coming they, back around. They, yeah, they don't switch lanes. Think about it. Yeah. it remember, I said with Brazen, Brazen never shot BBWs and never would do transsexual porn. Actually, porn tries to separate the BBWs from the skinny girls. At one point, they mm-hmm. separated ebony porn from white porn. Very rare you would ever see interracial. Now that's the norm. You feel what I'm saying? So why does so why? Why did someone from the from the UK get the balls to take on the established uh, because adult because they in the UK because they in the UK they're not in the adult industry and they're not they ain't got to worry about the United States fucking with them they don't have a twenty two fifty seven on their site anywhere if you're a United States based company you have to have that on your site you have to have this what is that for the le- what is that. A 2257 compliance form for everybody is a form that states that this person is of age, they are who they are, and they consent. It's a government mm. form. Many vids completely said, fuck your 2257, you got to fill out our shit, that shit don't count. The only reason why they can say that is because they're in England. If they were a United States-based company, they can't... Put it this way, international laws have not caught up with the internet and will never will catch up with the internet because the internet changed too fast for the laws to because you have to be progressive to stay up how many people really going to go through all that how many governments going to go through all that i can't get the government to even show up to work 
Yeah, um, base. <laughs> so 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 that that's so so that crazy. So that's the reason why these companies. That's why I said with Brazer, they they were in a situation where we let's see if we can throw shit against the wall, change course. Let's test it out and see what happens. If it makes money, cool. If it don't, we tried. We said we failed. Let's go back to what make it what make us great. You feel me? Mm. Hustler did that with BBW. Now you will never see a hustler, on, a big girl on Hustler. You feel what I'm saying? Because the simple fact of that these companies are not going to switch what they're doing because they feel what they're doing is making too much money and they don't want to scare off their fan base. They don't want to take the risk of attracting a new fan base at the risk of losing the one they got because they ain't making much money as they used to. Because they sat back and saw what happened to OnlyFans. OnlyFans changed course with one sentence, with one statement, and damn near went bankrupt within a day. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's still a lot of content creators that are choosing not to go back, that they're boycotting yeah. the OnlyFans yeah. platform. Yeah. But see, the point being is you post, you're not even posted, you're supposed to have more than one platform. But that mm. but that's the issue for the girls that come into business. But that's another conversation for another day. Tell everybody where they can find you, man. <laughs> oh man, I was about to ask you. I was gonna say, no, do you advise no, no, people to no 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 go ahead and ask, go ahead and ask. Yeah, do you uh do you advise new content creators? before they get into the adult industry, just like I do with the gaming industry to do their homework before they start doing this business. Should they get an agent? Should they like, what's your advice on that aspect? Okay. Okay. I'm about to get real people. Buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) I got my (laughs) seatbelt. First of all, you cannot be shamed walking into this game. That's the first mistake girls make. You have to come at peace that I'm doing adult film. People may not like it. My family might look at me sideways. So what? This is what I want to do. If you walk in like that, you're going to do the necessary steps to be successful. That's where it begins. Because if you're a gamer, you're not ashamed of being a gamer. So there's nothing that's going to restrict you from doing what you need to do to be successful in that industry. If you're ashamed of being a gamer, you ain't going to want nobody to know that you play games. So you ain't going to join no team. You're not going to get a Twitch. You're going to leave money on the table. You feel what I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. That's the biggest mistake these girls make. If anytime a girl say, I hope nobody finds out you already lost because what if you get a booking? What if you have a dude to step you say you want to pay you a thousand dollars for a scene? And you're like, you know something, why not? You think he's gonna pay you a thousand dollars to wear a goddamn mask? You know, period. You don't want to show your face. You don't want to, you ain't gonna push as hard. Soon as when the money gets low or starts to move slow, you out because you shame. You ain't want to do it no way. There's some girls that probably relieved the OnlyFans when the way, even though they were making money with it. Because now they ain't worried about family finding out. You know, I, I had one girl that I talked to. She's talking about getting out of the business. 
because she was like, I don't want to have to explain to people later on why I was in the business. You might have left at the time when you got hot and become the biggest thing in the business. Mm -hmm. Can't be shamed walking in. You can't be shamed and you can't be shamed at no time because this is what you chose to do. No one put a gun to you and said, yeah, I want you to get OnlyFans and suck a couple of dicks, play with a deal doing a fuck toy and get paid a thousand dollars and be bringing about thousand money. Mm-hmm. You chose to do that. So why be shamed? My mother said it best. Why be sh- don't ever be shamed what you got to do to make money to feed your family. Mm, no shame in your game. Yeah, you can't. Because if you shame in your game, you ain't going to go to the fullest. Now, once you get past that, then you go through trying to find out about the business, connecting with people, talking to people. Um, and two is also know the level you is. And for example, because I always hear a girl talking about something. I, I don't do boy girl because I don't want to fuck all these dudes. And, 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 and I always bring up the example of Heaven Hunter. Now, Heaven Hunter probably fucked about 20 dudes at tops. The reason why 20 dudes is because she only did eight films. But she's a mm. fucking Hall of Fame and made millions. She didn't fuck a lot of dicks. It's not about fucking dicks. It's about fucking the right dick. Dicks that got cachet that's known. They got sight. They, they can give you exposure as much as you can give them. Meaning you have to treat this as a career. You have to realize at some point I will have to switch up what I'm doing in order to increase my money because at some point your fan base is going to get tired of you playing in your pussy all goddamn day. Now they're going to want to see you with a dick. Then eventually they might mm-hmm. want to stay going to get tired of doing the boyfriend, girlfriend, dick shit. Okay, can you do it? Can you step it up and be stepmom, stepdad? Can you step it up and do the Uber driver? It's, mm-hmm. You have to always evolve. If these girls are not willing to do these things, don't get the fuck in this goddamn business. Stay an Instagram girl. Stay mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. fan. You know, period. Don't come in and muddy up my goddamn business and fuck it up for everybody. Because so I guess the go ahead. I guess the question is like, if if I don't know how many scammers you talk to, but Mm -hmm. the girls that want to play in the gray area, and but see that if they legitimize, they would might have a little bit more of an easy time with their finances and this is not financial advice but like more law more like moral advice and uh and just like life advice what do you what do you usually say to those girls that are like you know on tinder like sending john's messages not showing up to the, the shits and then crying on their shit because they're not making the money that they should have been made because they didn't legitimize because what I say to them is shit, clean up your act. Mm-hmm. Because it you have to be professional. Porn is a professional business. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Actually, if you want to be honest, escort is a professional business also. Because if you think about it, you make money at it, you get paid. Whether you're doing content trade or whether you're getting paid up front for the scene, you're getting paid for it. You're being seen. You're damn near instant celebrity. Even in even an escort to a certain extent is a you might as well say an ex list celebrity. Because yeah, she can go out mm-hmm. there and the dude will actually notice her. 
a couple of them because she had clientele. Same thing with the porn star. Same thing with OnlyFans, girl. It's a business. Do do you, people do realize they receive when you join these sites, you get a W nine. Mm-hmm. Go. That means you can pay taxes. I, I can put my rent because I film out my house on my taxes and business expense. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. business. So you have to treat it as a business. If mm-hmm. and with business come reputation. The worst thing you be is a scammer. First things first, there's no deposit in porn. Never had. You get paid once the scene is done. Escorts brought that in. John's carried it over because of John figured I can get a discount or get some free pussy if I say I'm a producer and I walk in with my cell phone. Once again, mm-hmm. when you make the business look easy and you make it easy to get in, you got the dude with the cell phone who's a John who figured I'm tired of paying for pussy. I'm just going to say that I'm a, a, a fucking producer and I'm gonna come and film with the cell phone. Mm-hmm. But he but he ain't gonna give you no paperwork. He ain't gonna give you no ID. That's why because you want to know why? Let me make this clear, people. And I might even make this a clip. Go ahead and have the government do an audit on your shit. Because the audit, because any United States-based content creator, the government can order an audit on your shit with a quickness. Mm-hmm. Don't have a 2257. Model release form of ID for every scene, five years in prison, five thousand dollar per infraction. Smoke that over. Mm. There's men right now that's in prison because they didn't have that paperwork. Life sentence. Life sentence. Mm. Life sentence. I bring this up. I bring this up because um outside of esports, I don't do adult videography but my commercial business is commercial videography for corporations and influencers and things like that and i've always thought about you know going down the route and listening to our last episode with shoot her i'm it's always an something i've been interested Mm -hmm. in doing but obviously would like to do the clean side i don't really want to do the not not the clean side of the adult industry not the dirty stuff where Mm -hmm. where you have all bad business like i don't like the bad business component uh, so I recently, this, let me let me tell the story real quick. No, no, no. Go, go, why go, go, why it's important? I shot for a someone. I don't want to tell their names. Okay. Uh, told them what my costs were as a uh, videographer. And okay. Th- this is the the archetype that I'm in. Okay. Go ahead. Even though I'm producing, directing, audio engineering. All the other shit that's involved with doing this shit. Here's the rate. And the 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 message I get back is, oh, just for the videos we already shot. No, that rate that I just gave you was for editing that stuff that we already shot. Not mm-hmm. that there's a pre-production, a production, and a post-production. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, all right. Well, I'll throw you a little bit of cash. Mm-hmm. Cool. Throws the cash. In the in the invoice, she writes, she writes another date in the thing. Okay, if I have to con- contest this with the point of sale, it's gonna say something totally different than what I told her is the deal. Mm-hmm. So I say, look, uh, no, no, no. Pre-production and production for that new shoot is gonna be this much. 
mm-hmm. not the amount that we agreed to for the edited video that I already sent you. Mm-hmm. So she gets the she gets that. She says, "Oh no 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 no! I'm gonna have to cancel." Blah blah blah. Okay, <laughs> here's your money back. Fuck it, I don't have to deal with you anymore. But that uh-huh. sort of shit is the reason why I personally haven't gotten into that business because even for the for the female talent for the male yeah. talent male talent's different i've had it, people yeah. reach out and say hey here's the business bop 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 let's do this mm-hmm. shoot real quick no problem female talent for whatever reason they're they're scammers as far as i've experienced a few of them haven't been but what is like that's why i bring that 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 question okay up. that's what you say just like you know what i mean so on both ends, just be, like people need to be considerate of like that business component and how to keep it yeah. a clean business deal versus like mm-hmm. some of this. But see, but see, the thing of it is, stuff. see, now the thing of it is, is that because it's a sex based business, it's mm-hmm. like act for honor amongst thieves to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And what I mean by that is so people can understand a lot of females. The business of porn is not respected as a business. They look at it as I'm laying on my back to make money. So I don't have to move. I, the way that, I mean, don't get twisted. Even if it's a music thing, you, you, you're running to somebody like that, even if you were doing the music video. But the they gays and the transsexuals have to lay on their back to do the same bullshit. Yeah. I, I'm, but I'm see, but, but see, no, 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 I get you. See, I love this. I love this. Women are the stars of the business. They make the most money in this business per capita. I don't give a fuck what sex. Let's keep it one. Mm. They are the stars. Porn was yep. built off the back of a woman being fucked, not a transsexual, not gay, straight up boy girl. That's why I said no matter what. No, it could be a million years from now if porn still exists. Mm. What people is watching is a man to woman fucking. Let's keep it 100. Doesn't matter the race. Yeah, she, yeah, she could be from another planet. She's a female. They say boy girl. <laughs> We're going to watch that. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so, because of that, you also deal yeah. with girls who are escorts. And what happens mm-hmm. is why is why I hate the term sex work so much is that part of the reason also why Hollywood porn didn't like dealing with escorts because you got pimps and girls want to use escort shit terminology thought process in this business. See, at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like I said, one. She probably, when she had worked with somebody, it was somebody that probably was looking to get content also. So he he, he probably, if nothing else, he said, if I film it, I get the content. You feel me? Females sometimes feel that, fuck, I can get me another camera dude. I can find me a dude this and third, because that's what they think. Or I can find another male talent. Or just like you see these girls, they're quick to go fuck Tom, Dick, and her who live next fucking door out this bitch. But then when it comes time to ask for that ID and that 2257, they don't want to give it. You feel what I'm coming from? They mm-hmm. feel yeah, no, that they can just get, they they feel entitled. 
because these but they're not buying a house or car on no without having those documents. Yeah, but see, here's the thing of it is, not everybody getting the business is meant to be in the business. You feel me? Mm. Because trust me, you dig more, you dig through more shit than you get gold. Mm. The reason why I retired from the business because trying to work with people, you spending money, covering travel, covering hotel, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I bring you, I'm looking to shoot for a whole weekend, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, then I sat back and said, wait a second, I got all this content. I'm tired of going because it shit because shit happens because I, I I don't I make money but I don't make money to the point where I can just yo I call you tomorrow and you here next week no I ain't got it like that not yet you feel me but the point being mm -hmm. is being toxic for me and mm -hmm. I say it's time for me to step away from the business because I'm sitting here seeing people in New York. They're getting to shoot with everybody and their mama because they live in fucking New York. Nobody comes to North Carolina. I got to pull teeth to get people to come down and work with me, even though I'm professional. I'm one of the best male times out there. I shoot better than some of these motherfuckers and even last longer on camera and shoot more scenes in a day. But mm -hmm. because I don't live in a major metropolitan area, y'all just ain't just going to pop up and we can hook up. So I got right, to spit right, come right, out right. of pocket. And then on top of that, some of these girls escort. So they get to make money. And I don't touch none of that shit. And you're working out of the room that I paid for that we supposed to be shooting. But then you want to rush the shoot because you got a client that's supposed to be coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I said, man, fuck that. I would be a podcast. <laughs> well, that's interesting. It's, inter it's interesting. Um in so many different capacities and oh man that i could talk to you all day about this legitimately yeah. because mm -hmm. uh because we could start breaking down what the different words are because yeah what's the difference with an agency and a pimp see but see now nah, it's it, it it like put it this way it's all the same because it, right. truth be told, girl, the only reason why a girl would join an agency because that agency, the porn industry, I keep telling everybody, it's not easy to get in. It was never supposed to be easy. It was never supposed to be mainstream. Supposed to be taboo. That's why it made so much money. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? It's the equivalent to when people said wrestling wasn't real. The game completely changed. You feel me? Don't get it twisted. They make money with TV, but when you're talking about attendance, been times it yeah I, I don't need to even go to that's another conversation for another day i don't feel like getting my gym cornet on but the point being <laughs> is that damn i lost where i was going with it damn I, that went over my head um I, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> I, i'm i'm I, I might not just be only from a different generation but i don't know all the, the details and stuff like that but agency, okay you talking about agency, agency. Poor, you have to be, you had to be groomed in. The agency is the gatekeeper. That was the purpose of it. Mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. it, it. Porn, what's missing in the game is gatekeepers. You either, before the, before the independent producer, it was the agency. 
you know, period. Because even when the girls went out there and shot, the girls that was with the agency got the better gigs, got the better paid gigs because they had a representative that had cachet with them companies already. Either they were a producer themselves, they were a former talent themselves, or they just was in. You feel me? Yeah, but the agencies don't want to acknowledge the fact that they're turning these girls out. Because mm-hmm. well, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who's been in, been working in this industry. I'm hitting up the agency mm-hmm. saying, I need these deals brokered. Work. Mm-hmm. And the agencies say, we're not working unless we're turning you out. No, 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 no. no. I'm turning you out and you work. <laughs> like, that's the way I'm looking at it. Like, no, but see, that's because, how it's going to work. No, nah, but see, it's the whole point of Image is perception, bro. Right. Image is perception. See, it's kind of like this. What sound better, escort or prostitute? Escort. In what sound language, better? Right? Oh, hold on. What sound better, sex worker or escort? Escort. To me, it does. But to society, sex worker. Porn star, sex yeah. worker. Cam, sex worker. Let's lump them all together. So they all can feel good. But what happens when you lump them together is everyone thinks that everyone do everything. And that's not the case. There's right. cam girls that don't do porn. There's porn girls that don't do cam. There's girls that escort mm-hmm. and do cam that don't do porn. There's girls that escort that don't do neva. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm coming from? So yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of you you're basically not it's not decriminalizing, it's not decriminalizing. You're normalizing at the same time. God, I'm trying to find a fucking word. It's not decreasing. It's 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 you devaluing what that person is doing when you lump them together. And right. well, point. there's no famous escorts, but there are famous other strippers. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and. I don't and, know. And, and, well, there's one but, famous escort, but she's not even a real escort. Yeah. She's a movie, you know, uh, Julia Roberts or whatever, yeah. whatever, you know, the movies. In the movies, I guess they're famous. Because, because the reason why I say that, the reason why I say that is that would you compare Bruno Mars to Drake? No. Say no more. They do two, two, two totally different skill sets, but you'll never hear them say, well, Drake and Bruno Mars, they're both an artist. No, mm-hmm. one's a rapper, one's a singer. But if this we might be live disrespectful, by... but I would compare Bruno Mars to The Weeknd. No, 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 no. But they both are in the same lane. You get mm-hmm. me? R&B yeah. singer. When you say a sex worker, you're basically telling me that Missy Stone is the same as Betty Sue, who works off a twist. But Missy Stone is a full-blown porn star. Betty Sue is an escort. Don't even show her face. But you're lumping them together in the same sentence. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. Different skill set. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lump a college player into the same as LeBron James. Different skill set. I'm not going to right. lump... Um, well, uh, you, you get the point. Duh! Yeah, but shoot, but yeah. I'm about to wrap this up, man. Because, 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 well, you know, you, yeah, you don't, you don't put, you don't put Jeff Bezos in the same line as, you know, Elon Musk, right? Yeah, those no, two no. different people, but they sell, they sell cars. One sells cars, 
one does yeah. jets, one does jets. Like yeah. you gotta look, look at it like that. That's, that's the thing. And that's what goes back to, and, and then I'm gonna let you tell everybody where they can find you so we can end this up because we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. I got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just trying to get as much as possible to get but, into this but, thing. But you done became a smoke buddy and you will be coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we will be coming back. You will be hearing more from Mr. Trent Knox because, yeah, man, I love chopping up with him. But um, no, it goes back to, like I said, it's porn is normalized to watch, but not normalized to be in. The reason why, because it don't respect the business acumen of the people that's in it and the business that it takes to run it. Because they correlate our business to the fact that we actually fuck on camera. Mm. That's why. It's a, it's a moral thing. It's not ethical. It's not even logical. Because what's the difference between the only difference between what happened on Monster Ball, what happened in what we call it is, well, shit hell. Or, or some of these shows where the girl be butt ass naked and they fucking and they hunching. Yeah. We actually, you, actually, you actually see the dick going in the pussy in the woman call. We actually do it for real. I could break down how mm-hmm. they do it, but I don't feel like going through all that when it comes to this show because I got to wrap it up a little bit. But <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is that um this business was never meant to be mainstream. Right. And the reason why it became, and the reason why, because you devalue the porn star, because when it became mainstream with the sex tapes, with the OnlyFans, people using the cell phone, and even to the point of webcamming, it made it seem like you don't have to be special to do what we do. Point blank. Because as much money as these girls screen that they made with OnlyFans, imagine if every last one of them subscribers subscribed for $24.99 and not three. They millions. Know. Billions. So girls are actually losing millions of dollars because y'all want to discount so hard because y'all scared that y'all shit ain't good enough for them to pay full price. And I'm about to tell you something. And I tweeted this today, and then I'm gonna let you, you know, send me out, send us out. Mm. I this is Labor Day weekend, a Monday. I ran two Labor Day fucking specials where you got sixty percent off. I actually sold, and yeah, I'll be getting the payout pretty decently soon. Nobody took the discount; they paid full price. Can any of you girls say that? everybody where they can find you sir <laughs> absolutely i appreciate you 100 i definitely wanted Same. to make this investment i wanted to put it on record so that when someone comes back and looks at this conversation look i'm here to sex work escort whatever the word is at the time of day whenever someone looks at this i'm mm-hmm. i'm promote i'm promoting it I, I i align with that i've always been this way it doesn't matter what, you know, there's a lot of folks who are like saying, ah, I support women. I support, you know, LGBTQ. I support all this shit. But then when it comes down to the business, they don't put them in their boardroom. They don't put them in, in, in working you. with them. They don't talk about them. They don't do anything that they for it. So on the record, here it is. You can stitch it and try and pull out whatever pieces and make me look crazy or make anybody look crazy in this conversation. But it's not really like that. It's facts all day. 
pull up, whatever it is. I'm going to be at Fan Expo Dallas 2021 uh, on September 19th, uh, room D162 at 1.30 p.m. Say what you got to say. Do what you got to do. Uh, and I'll answer any questions or whatever about the esports industry or if you want to press me on this, it's whatever. Uh, you can find me, Trent Knox, at TrentKnox.com. And you can learn a bit more about my story and everything that I've been doing as a content creator and as a as a business person. Uh, my my video production company and agency is CyberCityMedia.com. And uh, for the esports and gaming aspect and everything I do to support content creators and help them get uh, opportunities in this industry in gaming and esports and streaming, Twitch, whatever, whatever, you know, even in the adult industry, if I can help you, I will try to do my best to help. And so that's ebn.gg. And yeah, and on social media, you can find all that on the websites. See? I just stay giving y'all knowledge, don't I? <laughs> Life is a learning experience. What's the point of experience? You didn't learn anything. Smoke this over. Thank you for coming to the lounge, Troy.